This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to episode number 126 of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and you can find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Before I begin, i got to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Cycling Fusion. Now, if you're considering becoming an indoor cycling instructor or are looking for advanced certification that features the cycling-specific sound training principles we advocate here on the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, I suggest you check them out at cyclingfusion.com. So, you want to open your own spinning or indoor cycling studio. I've had a bunch of people contact me, talk to me about just that, and I thought, well, how fun would it be to find someone who's right in the middle of opening her own studio? And I'd like to introduce you to Lori Bickford from... Salem, Oregon. Lori, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Good morning, John. Good to be here. And, and you are literally right in the thick of things, aren't you? Oh, most definitely, yes. <laughs> right in the thick of it. Uh, we're recording this on November 11th, and you are, as a point of disclosure, just so everybody knows, is that you and I have been working together. I've been helping you on your website. Bill Pryor's been consulting with you as far as doing the startup business planning. That's correct. But you are doing your soft launch a mere days from now, on the 15th, correct? Correct. That's when we start some free classes. But we're actually having a, a sneak peek open house tomorrow and Saturday. So, yeah, we're, we're right there. Okay. Tell me, where did, where did the whole idea come from? I guess I've been thinking about it for probably about a year now or so, but I've been an instructor for a while in this area and just was getting a little frustrated with, um, I guess, the lack of forward movement in the indoor cycling in our area. So I actually found you guys online because I was looking for ways to make my classes um, more interesting and and definitely um, safe and, and all those good things. And not seeing in the gyms where I was working, you know, any real interest from the owners or gym owners from of really making cycling, indoor cycling, something as a kind of centerpiece versus kind of an add-on in their studios. And so, you know, lack of maintenance of the bikes, you know, no, no continuing ed for instructors, those kinds of things started frustrating me and finally decided that the only way that was going to happen is if we did it ourselves. <laughs> so that's kind of how it all started. Well, hooray. And you have a partner, your husband, yep. Jeff, right? Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's, he's, I couldn't do this without him. <laughs> and I, I guess I know so much about you. I, I feel like I don't have to ask the question, but Jeff is going to be one of your instructors, correct? Yes, he is. He's going to be one of our, our evening instructors. He works full time, but he's, he's right in this with me in the thick of it all. And it's been great. It's been great. It's been kind of fun. It's been a fun project to do together. I won't say it's not at times kind of a little crazy, but it's been really great to kind of do it as a partnership. What was the most difficult part of your initial decision to make? Um, I think the most difficult part was probably the fact that this is brand new in our area, that this model doesn't exist here. And I knew that there was going to be a lot of 
education that would have to go on. We'd really have to convince people that, you know, you could come and just take classes that a, that a business, and especially in this business climate too, I, I work in that field helping small businesses get started. And, and I know that's kind of a, it's, an, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's an exciting time because this is kind of a time when businesses can kind of get into a market, but it's also a little scary. You've got to do a lot of groundwork. <laughs> And you've got a financial commitment. Exactly. Yeah, that that part's always a little little bit uh, <laughs> interesting. And I'm going to let you tell everybody the name of your studio because I think it's one of the, the best names I've ever heard. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's um, Joyride Cycling Studio, and we're really excited about the name just because we feel it really it hits on what we you know we're doing this for many reasons but one we just absolutely love it we have a great time we have a great time in our classes and that was not a name we came up with we ran a contest and uh and actually a friend of ours came up with that name we were really excited so um we love it well and i love that and as a as a tip to other people who may be listening to this who think maybe i should do this you've really brought in the community before you even had a studio and got them involved yeah, it was really, that's been one of the really fun things. We ran a, um, we did a survey. We, we used a, a SurveyMonkey online and we just went through our Rolodexes and we said, you know, people, you know, close friends of ours, acquaintances of ours, people we knew knew something about um, spinning and indoor cycling and people we knew didn't know anything about it. We really tried to get a big cross section and we sent out a survey saying, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this studio and if you were going to come to it, you know, first of all, we asked them if they knew. We wanted to find out people who'd heard about it. And got a, amazingly enough, only about thirty percent of the people who did the survey had actually taken a class, but about eighty percent knew what they were. So, you know, we knew. Okay, at least we have a, a known, a known um, product, so to speak, or service. And um, it was great because we asked them, "What would you want in a studio?" So we followed what they've asked for. You know, we've said, "Okay, you know, what would people want?" You know, in a studio when they came, what did they want to see? You know, cleanliness, uh, educated instructors, great equipment, great, uh, you know, great bikes, great sound equipment, and and that's what we've tried to create. So it's been fun, and and they've been watching us. We get emails, you know, <laughs> how's it going? How's it going? So there's already kind of a little bit of fun buzz out there. Are you seeing people drive by? your studio there and i just had yesterday i was in there um because we we're waiting for our counter to show up and um and i had a couple of people stop by just drop in and um and i've had people email me and say oh i, I was by the other day but you weren't there you know because we're in and out right now and and uh so yeah we're getting we're getting a lot of excitement and we're very excited about our location because we've got great other small business neighbors that are all very excited about us being there too so it's really kind of that part's getting very fun We'll plug them. So, uh, oh yeah, definitely. Who are they? Who are they? Uh, right in our same building, we have um, we have uh, right next door. We have the most uh, uh, patient Allstate agent ever, Jerry. But Jerry from Allstate, right next door, he just says, "Please play seventies music in case you can hear it through the wall." <laughs> and um, we have Mia Bella uh, Hair Salon. They've got fourteen stylists there, and they've all told us that they're going to um, come and cycle and then go to work. Uh, we've got um, Northern Lights Theater. Uh, it's a it's kind of a pub theater. Uh, we've got Guadalajara Grill Restaurant. We have a barber shop right across the way. It's just called Barber Shop. <laughs> okay. And um, and Sharky's, uh, it's a pool and and uh, 
pub type thing. So really, really nice people. And everybody's been very welcoming to us. And a couple of banks, Wells Fargo and Cascades Bank. And you are, because I know you, uh, <laughs> smart enough to know that that those other businesses can be a huge referral engine for your studio. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've we've gone over, you know, introduced ourselves, invited them to come to the open house, told them we'd love to um, help promote them as well. And some of them are going to give us some some, you know, little promotional materials and things to to raffle off. We're going to have some some drawings as people come in and sign up for classes and, and just, you know, we we feel like it's you got to help each other out. Small business needs to help each other out. So oh, it is, and you're a community. You're 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 in Absolutely. Salem. Tell us about Salem. What? How big a town is it? Um, well, we're the capital capital of Oregon. So you know, most people when they talk about Oregon think of Portland, which is you know the big city up north. Um, we're about an hour from Portland. We I, you know, everybody always at, I'm really bad with numbers, but I guess we're you know quarter million people uh, in the Salem Kaiser area. Two hundred fifty thousand, maybe. I hope I. <laughs> Somebody okay. I'm sure is going to come in and say I don't I don't know how many people live in my area, but um, you know it's what can I say? We've a lot of government workers because we are the capital. Um, we've got a wonderful downtown core. I love our downtown. We have it, I've traveled around the country a bit, and we've great you know great downtown core with a lot of merchants. We're just about a mile and a half from the downtown core. Um, just wonderful area. What can I say? Beautiful at this time of the year. I, I say New England doesn't have much on us because <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the fall colors out my window right now. It's just a very nice place to be. Now, tell us about the specifics of your studio. How large is it? So we're starting really small. We we looked around for a while. We looked at some larger spaces, but we really, you know, taking that jump, we decided. And, and because I do work for a microenterprise um, organization, you know, we always counsel people to start small and grow. And so that's what we were looking for. So we've, we're a thousand square feet. That does include a very small little back room and, and the bathroom. So I'd say the studio space itself is probably maybe 750, 800 square feet. We have 20 bikes, which fit very nicely in that space. We've gone with a real kind of cool color color scheme to keep things. We're telling people, you you need. <laughs> I got a lot of flack for painting my walls two different tones of gray because we live in Oregon. <laughs> Everyone says you can't use gray in Oregon. It's gray here a lot of the year. I said, don't worry. We're going to heat you up so you want it to be cool looking inside. <laughs> so, yeah. So we put those beautiful Schwinn bikes in there and they look awesome. <laughs> Tell me, how did you come as far as deciding what kind of a bike to purchase? Uh, we actually took a trip down to L.A. Um, we visited because, our, like I said, we're the first – as far as I know, we're actually the first – and only one in Oregon. But I'm talking with a gentleman right now who is looking to open one in Portland, which I think would be very exciting. He's going to come to our open house tomorrow. And um, But we took a trip down to Los Angeles and visited several studios down there, looked at the bikes they had. We took classes. And then we, we visited a gentleman named Jeff Wimmer who's got a company called Studio Cycles. And he – Oh, we know, uh, we know Jeff. I know yeah, Jeff you guys know well. Jeff very yeah. well, yeah. yeah. So we went down to Jeff's um, warehouse, actually got off the plane, drove straight over there and uh, spent a couple of hours with him trying out the different bikes. And, um, you know, our, we took our riding clothes and, and literally spent probably about two hours getting on all the different bikes, trying them all out. Because, you know, we knew what we were used to, but we really I had been researching bikes for a while. And um, just that was the bike that we both like. Jeff and I are we're on two different my Jeff. <laughs> Not Jeff Wimmer, but um, we are on both ends of the scale as far as I'm 5'2 and he's 6'5. So a bike that could fit 
myself and him uh, comfortably was something we were looking for because we knew that you know pretty much all of our clients were going to fit somewhere in the in, <laughs> in between. <that> <laughs> We're like we represent both ends of the scale, pretty much. So well, and um, I. But let me interrupt you real quick. But as I, because my daughter is five foot even, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend is six two, so I can just imagine the two of you walking around together. <laughs> they would. Well, I'll tell you, they would love these the these swim bikes because they. Um, the one good thing, you know, swim. In my opinion, I had a swim when I was a kid, so they do know about making frame geometry that fits well and they're very comfortable and we love it we just were very very happy with the bikes we actually (laughs) we actually did a class the other night just the two of us (laughs) we went in and we were so excited about having the bikes we're like we're not waiting until we have uh, participants we're gonna go right now (laughs) okay so now how about the sound system you have how did how did you figure that all thing that whole thing out that one i'll tell you i um i took Bill Pryor's advice. He gave us a company uh, that he said, you know, I've, I've checked around and, and they have pretty much a nice setup that works. And my husband's pretty good with the music and, and loves all that good stuff. So I actually left all of that to him. So please don't ask me what brand it is. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. But I'm always just curious how they, because there's a myriad of, cho- you know, decisions you can make yeah. on stereos and whatnot. Yeah, stereos. And, and, and that's where I will say, you know, Bill was invaluable because there were things that I thought I don't you know I I could spend months researching some of these things and um, it was really nice to have some guidance there and be able to say okay you know somebody had already been through it and could say look I've already done all of that legwork here here's a company and so we felt pretty confident um, and very happy with it it's all set up sounds great and and we're off ready to play some tunes (laughs) another studio here in Minneapolis had a number of issues with tenants and around noise. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you got kind of a strategy other than bacon brownies? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you when I would say probably the most difficult part of this process so far has been finding the space. Um, you know, because you you've got to figure out where you want to be. You know, who, what area is this going to be? you know, do well in. And because I've lived in this area for so long, I I knew the area I wanted to do. I knew the demographic that I wanted. Um, And right now is kind of a a good time in our area anyway, and maybe in other parts of the country, as far as there's a lot of empty spaces and and that. But trying to to locate a studio is difficult because you do have that noise issue and parking. You know, I, I would find a great spot. I even found a couple of standalone spots, but then there'd be no parking. And you got to have parking, you know, if you've got 20, 30 people showing up for a class, they've got to have a place to park. So um, when we saw this space and we looked next door and we said, "Mm, we've an insurance agent next door, we'd often look for, you know, try to find a business where uh, their hours wouldn't overlap ours a lot. And that's kind of our situation. Our hours only overlap a little bit on the front end. Now, we plan to add some daytime classes later. The very nice thing is I went in first off and started talking. You know, I met Jerry, started talking to him, asked him. Turns out he's a music lover, keeps his radio on in their their offices there. And he said, look, most of my business is not walk-in. I just need to be able to use the phone. So what we did was we went down with a stereo system and with the real estate agent and we took it in there and we played it so you can that you can hear some of the noise you know if it's at a moderate um volume and he says but you know that's not much louder than my uh 
then my but I keep my radio out. So we've made an agreement that during classes he'll turn his radio off and we'll be his DJ. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Again, that whole community thing and that yeah, exactly. Working cooperatively rather than having some ongoing issues. Okay. I do. I really suggest, though, that, you know, you do a sound test and, and you go in. Because there were a couple places that we we also liked, but we ruled them out after we, we took, you know, we took some sound equipment down and tested it out and went, oh, my gosh, we'd have to put insulation in the walls. And, and you'd be surprised um, where you can hear things. <laughs> so, I, you know, better to do that than to, you know. Uh, that's one of those things where it's not better to ask forgiveness later, I think. <laughs> oh, no, because it can ruin it. And that's and that's what happened with the studio in Minneapolis. She was ending up hiring very expensive audio consultants. And, right, and, right. Uh, it's just an ugly, ugly thing. Yeah, and, I would uh, say make that number one when you're when you're looking. And unfortunately, sometimes you'll find the best place and it's just not going to work out. And you just have to keep looking. You know, there's ups and downs to working in a down economy. And, mm-hmm. and I imagine you had a few more choices for locations than you might have if things were really rocking and rolling economically. But I would say, again, because of the, you know, you have certain restrictions. Again, parking size, you know, we found some great, well, if I wanted a big box right now, I'd have no problem. (laughs) If I wanted to have 100 bikes, that'd be no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and then we'd be reading about your uh, distressed merchandise sale. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so now, so tell me about your pricing strategy and structure. How, How have you, how are you doing that? Well, you know, we we looked at how the other studios were doing them um, um, in LA, and and again, like Bill's uh, Spinergy and all that. But we also had to had to take that and compare it to our market. Salem is not a you know, it's not a it's not a Philadelphia or a an LA or or anything like that. So we knew our pricing structure had to be a little bit lower than that, also because we were introducing it in. So I I looked at our local yoga studio because that's probably the closest model that that reflects the way ours is which is again paying per class you know we we have a walk-in price and then then different uh ride card options five rides ten rides uh you know all with some sort of expiration date on them you know the, the more rides you buy the longer the expiration date sits out there you know up to a year um and the people we've been talking to as we explain our pricing structure have been very excited about that actually because it's so different from a gym, you know, not having to have a membership, being able to use it when you can. I just talked to a woman yesterday um, because definitely I walk around with my business card and I start mm, talking of course you do. in the grocery line. I, I was I was in our little wine shop over here and, and talking to the owner who I know and the woman walked in and she said, my husband's a cardiologist and I said, oh, really? <laughs> hey, this is, you know, you can talk to your patients and about this as rehabilitation. And she said, actually, we do that kind of thing. And we started talking. She says, yeah, my husband never has time to, he says, we gave up our gym membership a long time because he, he can't be consistent because of, you know, the type of work he does, but he would love to get a workout. She says, give me your card. I'll, I'll go online and, and look into buying him one. So, you know, it, it's a nice thing. It's an alternative for people too. So we've, we think it's going to work well. You know, we hope. <laughs> we hope, but but and I and I am aware though you are kind of offering kind of a hybrid of rather than just pay per ride. You are also offering, you know, some monthly. Yeah, membership. we yeah we have two monthly um, options. One that's you know up to ten rides, um, and then they get a, a discount. They have to have a monthly pay, and that's for your heavy riders that are you know really serious that come all the time. You know, it, it would get you know. A, a little pricey for people who 
ride that often, I think, especially in this economy and in, in this area. So, you know, we kind of want to reward them a little bit for, you know, saying, hey, because they may have a month where they don't use all of their rides and, and they know that they've got just that month to do it. But we wanted to have some other options for people, especially those who are who are leaving a gym and, and are used to paying their monthly gym fees. And But that was all they were doing at the gym was just riding. And they want a, maybe a little nicer nicer experience. Okay, now, Lori, in, in, in any project like this, there's those things that are anticipated and then those are those things that are unanticipated. You know, can you tell us about some maybe some, some surprises that you've had to deal with? Some of the surprises, um, probably. Well, one was like fans. We, we we wanted to put in overhead fans, and I just said, "Oh, I've had an overhead fan put in my house," you know. And I, I didn't I didn't look into the cost of that, and so I had some unexpected costs. I'll tell you that that were a little higher than we expected. Um, so, but thankfully, I budgeted well in other areas. So that and um, and just. Knowing what all my um, marketing options are too, I think doing your homework ahead of time and 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 you know like consulting with Bill, consulting with you guys about different ways to um, really because it's you know it, it, you have to get your name out there. You have to you really have to get involved for people to know that you're there. Otherwise, it's like you know I built it. I hope someone will come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, one, you know, I'm sitting here with all these bikes. <laughs> oh, 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 and and yes, and you are on a long journey at, at, that's just beginning here this weekend. One thing that I know, uh, I've got another guy here in town who's opened a new studio recently, and he was able to finagle one of the TV day show people to come to his studio and film, and they did a little expose, you know, on those, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the local TV show at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, whatever it is. That worked out very well for him because in this day and age of the Internet, you know, you can post the video on your site and you can post it on Facebook. You know, they're always very well produced because that's what they do for a living. And so you get your own little mini documentary slash infomercial about your business. And so I'm sure I'm sure as soon as we hang up the phone, you're going to be trying to figure out how do you get to there because one thing that i do know and because i'm no different than they are that we are constantly looking for fresh new things to talk about right and so for you or anyone listening is that you present yourself as something fun and exciting community oriented and it's local television stations local uh Oh, the people that write for the uh, community section of your newspaper, they're always looking for stories just like yours. And you have such an amazing and engaging personality, Lori. I would think that you wouldn't have any trouble selling them on coming to see you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Do you have a tip? For, we've got, I don't know, there's eight or 10,000 people are going to hear this. I'm only telling you this now, so you didn't make you nervous on this. Oh, great. Planet. So now, uh, yeah. <laughs> But okay, so for all these people listening to this, and they are all over the world, actually, I should add, what one tip would you give them if they're in the process of maybe they've been thinking about doing this? What one tip would you give them to help them really to to, to move forward on it? Prepare, obviously, you know, prepare, do your homework, and and again, you know, see what else is going on out there, and don't um, you know, don't try to reinvent you know don't try to invent it all yourself. Um, get help when you can. I I think that's the lesson. I've owned a business before, and this one I approached very differently. As far as I said, who knows about this? Uh, you know, how can I how can I get some help um, that will save me you know hours and months and and 
of looking and researching and all that good stuff. I said, I know there's people who already know about this out here. And so that was probably one of the it's one of the reasons that's gotten us up and, and going as quickly as we we've gone. And and the other one is, you know, you gotta love this. <laughs> you know, be prepared be prepared for lots of work and um but for me I can stay up and work on this all the time because it's just something I'm very, very excited about. So, you know, and on those days when you're like, what am I doing? You just, you know, remind yourself, you know, of why why you started in the first place because you love it. So, you know, and like I said, do your homework. <laughs> Definitely do your homework. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, Lori, I appreciate having you on today, and I wish wish you the best of luck going forward. And I'm I'm listening to you thinking, you know what? She's going to be very successful. Oh, I hope what so. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So now if you want to follow her journey or maybe if you're somewhere in the Salem area and you're interested in stopping by and saying hello, just look up joyridecycling.com. Or if you just Google uh, Joyride Cycling, uh, you'll find her very quickly. So again, Lori, thank you for joining us. Thanks, John. It's been fun. And for all of you listening, I appreciate having you. And stay tuned. I have no idea what's coming next, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And I'll look forward to talking to you again. Mm-hmm.